0: Hey everyone! Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, my name is Leif.
1: Uh, my name is Tess. And this... and... Oh. Oh, oh. You do
0: it. You do. It. No, no, you do it. Here, no, no you you, it, I'm do gonna it. do the bit where I tell you to do it, and I keep cutting you off. Okay, you do it.
1: <laughs> same peaks, this... y'all. <laughs> okay.
0: This is uh, same peaks, y'all. This is the podcast where two librarian geeks talk about the TV show Twin Peaks about on average every week or two weeks
1: yeah 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 and uh leaf has never before seen twin peaks he's watching with virgin eyes
0: yes Uh, i on the other hand
1: (laughs) i have watched twin peaks multiple times it's my favorite tv show and um i uh every episode we talk about an episode of the show i summarize the episode leaf fills in with his color commentary we discuss the many mysteries that lie within we uh we discuss our favorite quotes from the episode and our mvps from the episode and we give the episodes we rate them how many fish in a percolator we feel that they deserve
0: i always watch the show um like a virgin. Um, it's as <laughs> if I've been touched for the very first time. So, um, Madonna, if you're listening, um, please <laughs> send us an email at same peaks y'all at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Um,
1: or you could, um, uh, Madonna, you could also reach out to us on Twitter at same team y'all, or you could, uh, find us our, our Facebook page uh, that our best friend Chris runs for oh, us. Yeah.
0: Do you have a favorite Madonna song? Do you like any Madonna songs? I don't want to oh, make yeah. any judgments. Yeah. I mean, I, I think know, I do. I love I a I Madonna.
1: My favorite, mm, I'm a really big fan of her early work. So my favorite would probably either be Borderline or "Um, You Might Be
0: My. Uh-huh. My
1: lucky star. I love that See, song too. I don't too. think I know those songs. I
0: actually don't know yeah. a lot of madonna songs, but I do have a favorite. I What's think it's your favorite? is it Like a Prayer?
1: Yeah, that's a yeah, good one. that's
0: a good one. That one speaks yeah. to me. It's Like a Prayer. Yeah, that's a really I'll good
1: one. Like you, a Prayer. Have you seen the uh the music video for that?
0: I have. Yeah. Oh.
1: My goodness, it's simulating.
0: So it's, it's well, and also, you know what, Madonna? <laughs> if you're listening, you go, girl, because really, if it wasn't for Madonna, I don't know if we would ever get to like a Lady Gaga or something, right? Because
1: right. yeah, that she, video
0: really, real spicy, and it that was
1: white, white the trailblazer,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so anyway, this has been the Madonna <laughs> cast uh, where we discuss <laughs> all of our favorite Madonna. Really, how many? real quick how many madonna podcasts are out there right now you think
1: oh i hope there's lots
0: i hope so i mean i I don't mean that as a joke i hope so it's just lately i've been searching for things and then the internet's actually been letting me down where i was like this isn't a podcast (laughs) i was like i feel like it should be i'm looking at Um, you electric easy
1: (laughs) that's a great podcast the electric Um,
0: easy electric easy cast
1: yeah our uh our, speaking of our best friend, Chris, we mentioned mm-hmm. his Facebook page. He also reached out to us via Facebook um, to let us know that he was very concerned about my Bell's palsy, which mm. is very sweet of him and his lovely wife, uh, Lauren, to share their concern. I feel like it's very much improved. Like if, you, if you're if you watching us on YouTube, which by the way, you're free to do. If you'd like to look us up on YouTube, you can watch us record this episode um, and you can see that my... My smile
0: is. Is it, it wrong much, of me to is it wrong of me bad. to say I kind of miss it a little bit?
1: I know
0: you like. Are you mad it. at me? i no, uh, I told you. Amanda that I told you that, and she goes, "Ooh." <laughs> no, no,
1: I'm not mad at you. Um, I liked it. Yeah, it's. Um, I know you found it charming, but it it has mostly gone away, which is yeah,
0: it's gone. I mean, you know what? Your normal face, that's fine too. <laughs> That's Vegas fine too. It's, I don't know if it's as good as Bell's Posy uh, yeah. version of Tess, but this version, that's fine. I'll get used to it, I guess.
1: And uh, we should probably start off the episode with our segment sent from my guy phone, and mm-hmm. which mm-hmm.
0: uh, it's a uh, guy Dudeman,
1: <laughs> our friend Guy Dudeman from It's Happy Hour in France, another fantastic Twin Peaks podcast. Uh, guy says, so sorry about your recent ailments test mm-hmm. and so glad that you're feeling better and nothing is seriously wrong. Um, here are my thoughts on your thoughts on <laughs> the past episode. Just so you know, while I feel like a huge jerk every time I well actually you two, the reality is I'm too much of a nerd not to. And thankfully, this is my only well actually for the episode. And
0: also Tess and I never get offended by well actually, you know, no, No, it's funny, it's funny. Um,
1: well actually we already knew that richard and chad were in cahoots i believe the first time we meet richard chad steps between him and the manager who is telling richard not to smoke chad assures the manager he'll take care of richard and instead takes a lot of cash stuffed inside of a cigarette box uh that is true i didn't know if we were meant to infer from that scene that they have like a long-standing partnership
0: i hadn't Um, even made that connection (laughs) (laughs)
1: or or your leaf and you're like oh wow well actually (laughs) I
0: keep thinking they're like the same person (laughs) I keep getting very confused uh
1: concerning our intolerance of flies leaf you are a better man than I kill all the flies oh my goodness
0: did I tell that story where we were in the restaurant right
1: concerning Jamie E and Dougie's nookie scene test you might remember when this scene first aired and I do remember some people were concerned about issues of consent. Can Coop actually consent in his current state? Mm. It seems to me he's clearly, he's clearly where he wants to be, but I'm curious what your thoughts are. I do recall this controversy uh, on the internet in uh, 2017. Um, So,
0: what, what are your thoughts, Tess?
1: Well, I know that Cooper is in this kind he's trapped in this sort of childlike state. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of associate him with a child because he's, uh, he, he needs assistance to do, <laughs> to do things like get dressed and go to work. And he also um, uh, is like repeating phrases, which is very similar to a child. But it also reminds me of um, many adults that I know with, with um, like uh, learning delays or disabilities or um, intellectual disabilities. And uh, uh, leaf, you know that uh, the library that I work at is very popular with the adult uh, disability community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I interact with folks with um, disabilities on a regular basis and Coop kind of reminds me Coop it as portrayed by Kyle McLaughlin in Twin Peaks the Return reminds me of several people that I've that I've met That's and interesting. yeah and um, I I guess I guess I I've never like been concerned about like consent issues when it comes to that community, like I feel like they know and are able to communicate yes, no when it comes to their bodies and whether or not they want to be touched or anything or or whether they want to be in a relationship, either friendly or romantic. Um, they're 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 pretty good at communicating those things, and I so I I tend to believe, and I am no expert in those you know, uh, disabilities, but my experience working with those people is they seem to know what they want and they seem to be aware of situations. And so when I see Coop in this situation, he does seem to be consenting to what is happening.
0: (laughs) It's, it's tough. So let me ask you this with, um, Duper yeah I mm-hmm. almost got my dupes and my boobs mixed up that's really yeah. embarrassing With mm-hmm. Duper, have we seen him not enjoy something yet like has there been anything and he's like Ugh, I don't like that I feel like there has been like didn't he try to brush his teeth and it freaked him out or something Um, by the way Guy Dudeman this is the perfect time for a well actually in this scene he tried to do this thing and he didn't like it I feel like there's something he was like I don't like that I don't I know, don't know what remember. It is. But if there was something he didn't like, and we could tell from his body language, right, then that gives us a good suggestion of what his body would look like if he was not giving consent. And, hey, I'm not an expert, but I was looking at that man's face. (laughs) He was like, I don't know if he gave consent. We're going to figure that out. But, boy, he was he was he was he looked like a he you know what i saw when i saw that man's face i just thought of like a happy dog like just like a dog like i love it and, you know and
1: he and, and he is an indubitably a full grown man
0: yeah.
1: um so if it's like a, a, a
0: remarkable you
1: know, man a league i mean <laughs> illegal legally the question doesn't really, you know, yeah. bear fruit. It's such a but philosophically, I can yeah. see what guy is getting at. It's very of interesting.
0: Yeah. Yes, I love this. Um, thank you, Guy Dudeman.
1: Thank you. For, Mr. Dudman. For challenging our intellect. um so this is this is interesting. Concerning Ben's goodness, I think Ben is good, but like most of us, he falters on the path to being good. One thing people speak about is how he's smoking cigars again, something that he tried to quit in season two. And I do remember that. You remember him munching on carrots in season two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think smoking is bad, but maybe it's symbolic of stumbling along his path. For the most part, in this season, we see Ben trying to be the best Ben he can be. But in the moment of tension with his ex-wife, he stumbles again and gives in to his feelings for Ashley Judd's character, Beverly. Ben is imperfect like all of us, but he has the added problem of having lots of money. I'm not usually one for quoting the Bible, but the line about the camel's inability to pass through the eye of a needle seems pretty appropriate here. The more we got, the more we want, and it's harder to tell ourselves no.
0: I just had, by the way, Guy Dudeman, very smart, very wise, I'm about to say something very stupid. I just had a thought that if you had enough money, you could make a needle big enough that you could <laughs> fit a camel through just the thought just the thought yeah. you know or you can make a tiny micro camel
1: that could also, probably fit them. the no stars performance is another moment when i usually tear up oh guy so emotional um and then uh guy also says beautiful poem leaf you sum up my thoughts on the subject better than I ever could. Another amazing episode, Tess and Leaf. He also has um, some information concerning sad boy music and some podcasts that you might be interested in. Leaf and all oh, sad boy music. Yeah, I'll give that to you off you. Um, off podcast. So thank you so much to our friend Guy. That has been sent from my guy phone
0: that is very good yeah i love me some sad <laughs> lately i've been getting into sad girl music too um just very like kind of like um i don't want to say throaty but there there's this one band i like called emily haynes and the soft skeleton oh it's so good i love it like you just sit down and you're like oh no oh i'm not doing anything today you know <laughs> it's the best it's a
1: no bones day it's no, <laughs> no bones Part 11, mm-hmm. there is fire where you are going. This episode is jam-packed.
0: Yep, good one.
1: Oh my goodness, so let's just get right into it. Mm-hmm. It starts off with a bang. We've got beautiful Twin Peaks scenery. By the way, Leaf, I have my highlighter handy. In case you can encounter any ask. let me know. Yes. Um, some kids... I would say some brothers. They're playing catch, maybe monkey in the middle. They're at the trailer park. One of them
0: did look like a monkey. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And they spot Miriam. Miriam, she's moaning. She's bloody. She looks like she's missing an eye. She's crawling out of the woods.
0: How far did she crawl?
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, she also lives in a trailer. Thank you. Maybe she lived in kind of an adjoining trailer park or something. So hopefully she didn't have to crawl too far. But luckily, help is on the way because these boys are going to, yeah. you know, go tell good, their parents.
0: Good know. kids, right? You yeah. know what I was worried was going to happen?
1: What were you worried when about? When that
0: ball rolled into the road. I was like, are we going to have?
1: Oh, no. And another, I was like,
0: another not another, another one. particular
1: vehicular manslaughter incident with Ray. <laughs> <sighs> you got to be careful. I,
0: I was scared. I was scared.
1: Things are happening in Twin Peaks, man. Mm. Becky has a distressing phone call. She's very frustrated. She needs a car. She says it's for Steven. She calls her mom, Shelly, at work at the Double R Diner. And Shelly hurries off to help, as every good mother probably would. Then Becky grabs a gun from under the couch. And she's repeating, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him. And she drives off in the car with Shelly hanging on like a champ to the windshield <laughs> and then she flies off this but she's okay
0: a classic like what i call like uh, like that moment where it's like wacky but then kind of serious and distressing at the right. same time this made me think of leland on his daughter's casket right like this weird like this is ridiculous and i feel like I, I, my i want to laugh but this is also right. terribly sad right.
1: her it's shoes like shelly's but shelly's shoes disturbing. fly
0: she's off her crazy. feet <laughs>
1: like see a flash of red pump, just like
0: oh my goodness um, oh.
1: carl runs over to check on here what on a sweetheart her. carl he's like i need a ride and so carl like he has a whistle that like like summons a van like immediately like willy wonka like and a van just appears and oh. um They get in it, they're driving a a nice safe speed and Carl is comforting Shelly with comforting words. And then Shelly calls Norma for advice. She's like, what should I do? Norma's like, you should call Bobby. And so Carl is like on it. He CB radios Maggie over at the police station and she puts them directly through to Deputy Briggs.
0: At first when he was calling Maggie, I thought he was calling... The landlady, Margaret, right? Oh, I was right. like, oh, I was Another like, does he know her? Because they're yeah. kind of like, you know, they're both older. Like maybe they're in that old person cool well, crowd.
1: Know that they know each other from the secret history. They were children together in twenty. They were children
0: yes. together. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Um,
1: so Shelly lets Bobby know what's going on. Becky has her car. She has a gun. Becky is going to confront Stephen. At some like apartment complex. She's screaming. A neighbor reports. They just left. So Stephen is not alone. Becky shoots the door. um, And then the camera. Does this cool like panning. Like winding down the hallways. And staircases. And reveals Stephen. With another woman. Um, And Leif. I don't think you have any way of knowing this. But that other woman is Gersten Hayward, sister of Donna Hayward.
0: How would uh, I know that?
1: Did you know that?
0: No, how would I? You wouldn't. I know you said I wouldn't, but how do I you? I
1: wanted to inform you that that it's uh, her name's in the credits. And it oh, is. Oh, so
0: I, I would only I would only know yeah, from the credits.
1: It's the same actress who played her like as a child on <laughs> the original Twin Peaks. What TV. are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean? What? yeah so oh. i just wanted to let you know oh. um and then we see maggie back at the police station she is answering call after call after call there's a lot of people very
0: professional this maggie i like that, her
1: i know i like her too she's and um
0: polite on top of it. she's called out chad a few times like dude knock it off i think right
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. She does not have patience You
0: know what happened to his wife, right? That's what she said.
1: Uh meanwhile in Buckhorn, South Dakota, everyone pulls up to where Bill Hastings says that he saw Major Briggs. Mm. He says, I I went 20, 15, 20 feet past that fence, and then I don't remember what happened. And uh, we do see a woodsman kind of fading in and out,
0: lurking uh, around,
1: looking. Yeah, and Gordon says to Albert, "You think there's one in there, Albert?" And they're about to go find out. They all got their guns pulled. Yeah. Um, and Gordon, you know, enters this area. He looks up into the sky, and we see, we hear electricity buzzing, and we mm-hmm. see. We see now, this is such an interesting scene for so many reasons. But the thing that I found most interesting was kind of like the POV shots of mm-hmm. like what each character can and cannot see. Yeah. Like
0: it's important, right? Yeah.
1: Yes, of this experience. Because it's happened. what
0: Gordon can see. And then right. what can um, Albert, can Albert see. see of him? And then what does anyone pass the fence see, essentially? Right. Yeah. Right
1: because Diana is seeing things Tammy is not seeing things so from from what we can ascertain Gordon is looking up into the sky and he is seeing um uh like a spiral appearing in the sky
0: sucked up a bunch of birds
1: Yeah, Albert is looking at Gordon and he is seeing Gordon kind of like blur and shake. So he's also seeing something. He's not seeing what Gordon is seeing, but he's seeing something. And then um, Gordon is like motioning towards the spiral, um, right? And there's kind of like a darkness descending from the spiral. And then we see a view into what I presume to be the room of above the gas station. They're like woodsmen on a staircase. Um, And then Albert sees that Gordon is sort of kind of like, almost like fading in and out. And so he grabs him, uh, I guess, before he disappears. So this is what they were referring to. Do you think there's one in there? Yes, there is one of whatever it is. Maybe some kind of portal to... Another dimension they're mm. maybe aware that this occurs and um, blue
0: rose been, situation right, maybe. right yeah blue rose it
1: get any bluer my friend they also the bluest
0: sp- of roses
1: <laughs> they spot the body of ruth davenport mm. she has coordinates on her arm mm-hmm. so albert takes a photo of that now diane can see a woodsman Sneaking over to the car where Bill Hastings and Detective Dave Macley are um, doesn't say anything; just yeah. observes. What's she kind happening. of
0: looks like, "Hmm, there's a guy like, disappearing and reappearing."
1: Yeah, huh. um, and then suddenly Bill's head cracks, um, which <clears throat> we,
0: the detective's reaction was so he, good.
1: It's freaking out. <gasps> i need all units i need all units i know he's calling for backup and diane says there's no backup for this (laughs) she's very nonchalant about the fact that a man's head has just basically imploded in on itself i mean
0: it's like kind of like it's sliced at like an irregular angle yeah and
1: we know we saw in episode eight that the woodsman um, from that episode was cracking skulls. Yeah, uh, this so one's a much
0: was... cleaner, though. Yeah, you know, the, they really yellow. this scene really draws out the reveal too, because you just hear it and you're like, "What is it? What, is it? what is it? did he explode his head? Did he punch himself? What's going on?" And then you like, it's like, "Yeah, yeah. Like, oh no, Bill,
1: half half his face missing." There, Bill you
0: know? went to the zone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. He wanted to he wanted to soak up the sun
0: yeah uh, let's maybe have, he went to the zone
1: i hope so r.i.p bill hastings i
0: feel um i feel that if he hadn't been killed by a woodsman this is a little sad but i think he would have killed himself mm. he was like at the end you know yeah this poor man i looked into his eyes he was listening to sad point music <laughs> <laughs> but not for enjoyment <laughs> <laughs>
1: um bobby shelly and becky are having a family dinner it's revealed in this scene what we uh presumed to be true which is that shelly and bobby are the parents of becky so at one point in their relationship they had this child together and bobby is i feel like in the scene like just being such a sweet protective dad like he he's aware I mean they're both kind of like aware of the fact that this is their grown daughter who is married to this guy she's made her own choices and she's want to do that and but that they, this is also their baby and yeah. they care about her and they want the best for her. And they want her to leave Steven. Like they don't think that this is the best for her. And um Becky is defending Steven, although I'm not quite sure why. um
0: She loves and, him.
1: Yeah, loves that's him. true. And, and I guess love is blind. And, but Bobby tells her like, listen, I've been letting him slide on stuff because you, you love him and I want him to turn around. But the next time I'm taking him down,
0: (laughs) I mean, to be honest, like not to be that guy, but maybe it's gotten so bad because Bobby, you didn't, I mean, it's not a good guy, you know, like I'm sure there's been stuff he could be uh, arrested for.
1: I'm not a parent. I don't know, like how involved in your child's life should you be at this point? I don't know, you know, like,
0: <laughs> well, my daughter is four and a half and I try to be as not involved as possible at any one time today. She poured milk by herself, like from a cur- curtain, uh carton into a cup on her own. I was like, now that's one less thing I need to do for her. She can do it on her own now. She did it, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, norma is watching over the sweet the sweet family moment and then red appears outside and shelly has this big old smile for him and she gets up like immediately and goes out and gives him all kinds of smooches and uh, it's kind of a sad scene because you can tell like becky and bobby feel kind of awkward and bobby's sort of forlornly watching on she like
0: gives him smooches and they wander away and smooch some more and then comes back and she doesn't like even address it like
1: no i feel like shelly is acting like a you know i don't want to be ageist but it's almost um, like she's acting like a much younger woman might act you know um, or or perhaps a much less wise and experienced woman would act in this situation um which makes me wonder like how what has Shelly's life been like, and what has she learned from her life experiences with like yeah. Leo and Bobby and and I don't know any other
0: Freddy Krueger, <laughs> Jason <laughs> Voorhees. I'm trying to think of her other other romantic interests. Just what I'm saying, they're not good guys, except for Bobby turned out okay. Go ahead and highlight that for me, please. Okay. And you know what? I completely forgot. I was so wrapped up in in our talk about um, yes. zones. Go ahead and highlight that. Portal for my oh, you got it. portal
1: highlighted. Um, Good. there's like there's a gunshot into the diner,
0: oh, and, the same.
1: and they and Bobby runs out to investigate. There's a car stopped, and you, you find out that a child had a gun in the car. There was a gun in the car, and the child shot it into the diner. And this scene is so chaotic because, I mean, first of all, that is a very troubling scene, like just in general, like the fact that this has happened. And then Bobby is like trying to make sense of it. He's obviously off duty, like he was just having dinner with his family and now he's responding to this, you know, incident. And so like cops are arriving on scene and there's horns blaring because this is causing a traffic jam in the small town. Let we'll me um, ask you this
0: real quick tangent. Sorry. Uh, tangent. Uh, permission to tangent?
1: <laughs> permission granted.
0: If you're a police officer and you're off duty and then you witness a crime.
1: Like, are you obligated to
0: report? Yeah, I would I imagine. Would, I would
1: presume <coughs> you probably are. Yeah, probably, or, but- or, or maybe you're just like, if you're the type of person who who has devoted your life to civil service, He would probably just, you know, personally feel obligated to respond anyway. I feel that
0: you would anyway, but I'm just curious. Like, I mean, is there a word where Bobby was like, oh, well guys, let's go out the (laughs) 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 back.
1: No, no. I feel like Bobby was always going to respond anyway, but I just kind of felt for him in that, like he was having just like dinner with with his daughter. And now like, it's kind of like, Like, um, um, I'm sure you've had these moments Leaf, where like you, you become the family librarian all of a sudden, like you're, you're having like a nice, like maybe you're out with your friends and then all of a sudden they're like, let's look that up. Hey, Tess, you know, use your resources, and, and it's kind of like, guys, I'm off duty right now. I I've don't become,
0: have I, I almost wish I was the family librarian. Right now, I'm just the family guy who happens to work near a working printer guy. And they'd be like, <laughs> So I emailed you something. Can you print it out? No problem. I'll be happy to. One I year later, lot, I'm only printing things now. I get, you know?
1: I get a lot of IT questions. Yeah. I am like, it was just so funny because my beloved husband, like, his career is in mm-hmm. information technology, and yet, When it comes time to answer somebody's IT question, everyone comes to me because it's like my experience isn't actually helping people. Does Brett wear
0: glasses? Because that could be it if he doesn't.
1: He does. Oh, he does. Does. Yeah. We're on the playing fields there. Yeah. Why do I not
0: remember his glasses? I
1: don't know.
0: (laughs) That's highlight it for me. (laughs) Go ahead and highlight it for me, please. (laughs) Yeah. So many mysteries. okay
1: um so yeah there's a really interesting shot during this sequence where Mm. bobby is looking at the child who has shot the gun and the child seems to be standing and staring at him defiantly like that's right i did it (laughs)
0: should i highlight it it? highlight it and i've noticed so the thing is there's been a trend of my mysteries lately like i think these mysteries that later when we talked to are less about what i think it means like in the show like what's happening and i think they're more about what david lynch is trying to tell us i think okay yeah but it's still a mystery sure
1: yeah and this then, is my favorite
0: scene in the episode by the way i love it love it
1: you love the scene really love it. well because the
0: whole time what's happening what's the whole time happening
1: there's a like a that
0: horn horn, that is, that horn is like blaring. Uh, uh, uh,
1: speaking uh, of that, Bobby's like because a, a a police officer does arrive <coughs> on the scene. Young Jesse arrives on the scene. Um, he said, "I was at Big Ed's and I heard gunshots, so I came over." And um, so Wait, no, no,
0: that's not what happened. He goes, "I was at Big Ed's, and I heard gunshots." <laughs> like, it's, it's like, <laughs> Like, he says it all like like he did a thing. Like, I, I heard guns. Oh yeah, okay. And, and Bobby's all like, oh, yeah, this kid shot the gun and all that. And I think these are the parents we need statements. Um, I need to talk to this lady.
1: Right. Or I need to talk to this person gonna approach the car of the blaring this just this horn has been blaring the whole time the leaf loves it i hate it so
0: many Um, kisses so many chef kisses
1: the woman behind the wheel of the vehicle is upset um she's late for they're late for dinner and there's also some sort of family reunion that's occurring and the girl in the passenger seat is sick and she's not just like like I'm getting like s- sick to my stomach, or I have a cold. She looks like sh- she has some sort of like zombie illness. Um, and at the highlighted,
0: of- I've got a theory about it. Highlighted, it. okay. I'm gonna highlight, highlight, it. It. highlight
1: and it. at the end of the of this sequence, there's like a <sighs> slow push on Bobby's face, and he's just like, "What is
0: I- that? this?" Is my absolute favorite scene of the show and maybe maybe the entire series so what? far better I, than
1: Wally Brando
0: oh Wally <laughs> Wally Brando Wally Brando is really good this one was was better you know,
1: better than the awkward smoke break
0: <laughs> well later we're gonna have an awkward coffee break right yes, um, but no awkward, awkward smoke breaks pretty good this one's so good because the whole time like this horn is just blaring and it's not it's not just held down like not like someone like oh they bumped our head right like they're just it's a human honking this whole time i don't know how long i wish i should time it five minutes that's a lot of abrasive like like most people like here's the deal like sometimes let's say if you're making a movie or a tv show you're like i want people to enjoy this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> David Lynch has no such interest like he's like I'm just gonna actively make this difficult to experience which I I yeah. very much appreciate and when Bobby comes around to the other side because I really think I, I I hit on something when I realize a lot of this is like David Lynch showing like this parody of what humans are like and I remember remember uh, Sheriff Truman's wife and she's like screaming at him. And I was like, this is just like, he's showing like, this is what people are like. Well, to me with this woman, like yelling at Bobby, it makes me think of every time, and we're all guilty of this, but every time you're at a red light and you're like, I'm so mad at this person in front of me because it didn't go fast enough for me. And this woman's like losing it. And like a gun went off, there are police involved. And she's just like, we got to get to this reunion. We got to get to this reunion. And she's yelling at a police officer.
1: We have miles
0: to go. It's ridiculous. Like it's a ridiculous scenario, but it's funny because if you take a step back, like we're in ridiculous scenarios all the time. Like I'm at the library and everyone's like, oh my God, guys, library is opening up in two minutes. We haven't turned all the computers on. Hurry, 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 hurry. And I'm like, what, what is, what is happening? Tess, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about and what David Lynch I think is trying to show us with this scene in particular is like just how ridiculous that reaction is even though we all do it from time to time right you know.
1: I feel like um, our sensibilities like your sensibility and my sensibility are kind of perfectly uh, exposed here in that that was your favorite scene of the episode (laughs) and this following this is my favorite scene of the episode and it is frank truman and hawk very quietly discussing things in a conference room um, uh, they're looking at they're they're trying to determine where major briggs is sending them um, because we remember a, few, a couple episodes ago they had they found a note from major briggs and it was directing them to go to a certain place at a certain date and so they're kind of consulting different maps and so Frank Truman's looking at like Google Maps, like a, like a digital map of the area. And then Hawk brings out this hand-drawn map, which is very interesting because Hawk makes a couple interesting comments about it. He calls it a living thing and that it is always current, um, which I found interesting because it is a hand-drawn map, which cannot change. However the map features many symbols. And so depending, I guess, on how you interpret the symbols, the map is always current. Um, And uh, Hawk indicates that Briggs's station was on Blue Pine Mountain, which is a sacred revered site. And Truman points out that there's a, uh, what he thinks is a campfire. Um, And Hawk is like, oh no, that's a fire symbol. And it's actually a symbol of like electricity and, and Truman's like, well, is that good or bad? And Hawk's like, well, it kind of depends on the intention of the fire. Um, and he and then he points out another symbol. He says there's corn, but it's black, which indicates disease and death. And if you put the two symbols together, the fire and the black corn, then you have this like black fire, which is not a good symbol. And then Truman points out another symbol that is on the map, which we've seen before. We saw it in the note um, from Garland Briggs. We also saw it on the playing card that Mm -hmm. Booper had, and he asks what it means, and Hawk tells him, you don't ever want to know about that.
0: (laughs) Highlight it for me, please.
1: Which I... I personally really love that because, um, one of my favorite writers is HP Lovecraft. Um, I, I love reading his stories and often when he gets to like a really terrifying part of the story, like there's like a monster appearing and he'll just be like, just imagine the worst thing ever. It's worse than that. I'm not even going to describe it to you because you might go mad at my- <laughs> part of me is like what terrible writing and then part of me is like what amazing perfect writing I love
0: it I love that like I'm gonna start borrowing that like if I'm writing a short story but like and they loved each other how much I'm not even gonna tell you like imagine how much you love something else and they love it even more how tall was he I'm not gonna tell you imagine a guy who's really tall and he's a little bit taller than that
1: because on the one hand, it's like you do the work. I'm not gonna. I'm the writer, but you do the work. But on the other hand, like how, what I could imagine is probably worse than what you you could write. You know, like whatever so scary funny. to me is going to be the most scary to me. So oh, I just. I love think it. the
0: thing I'm most interested in, as far as the like the lore of this new return and all mm-hmm. the stuff, is that is that black bunny type thing, you know? Which I, I still think might be the chocolate bunny that Lucy ate, you know?
1: Um, I think that it resembles the faceless female figure. You think so? I feel like- What are the
0: ears? I don't her? know,
1: but I just- It could be I her get,
0: arms like this.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I get vibes from it.
0: Because my camera is not that good. When I move my arms like that, I do look like the- <laughs>
1: um lucy buzzes in to say that the that the log lady is on the line um so hawk answers and she wants to know she's like you found something didn't you and hawk's like yeah you were right i did find something she wants to know what it is you were right
0: you were right margaret yeah sorry i love the by the way i love the pacing of anytime anytime hawk and truman are talking like these are just we're not going to rush this. Like I yeah. wish I could spend a day, name my whole life at that speed, and it's so difficult. This is know?
1: why is my favorite scene in the yeah. episode because, like, I started watching this episode and I, I take notes on the episodes so that we can have this podcast, and I'm just like furiously yeah. like, "Oh my gosh, this is happening! Oh my gosh, this is happening!" And then this scene popped up, and I was like. Whew, take a little You're, bit
0: of you 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 take a little sip of Gatorade and get your <laughs> electrolytes going. The and then it is kind of smart too that this scene follows the last scene. The last scene is just like what the hell?
1: It's just oh. a pure unadulterated chaos followed by I mean like-
0: also like if I was a police officer, I'd be like, "Excuse me, ma'am." I'd be like, "You're obstructing justice." I'd be like, "Stop it." <laughs> like I don't know what I would do, but I'd be like, "You got to stop honking this horn, woman."
1: <laughs> um uh, so Margaret wants, uh, wants to tell Hawk, the log lady, she, that, um, my log is afraid of fire and there's mm. fire where you are going. She has to pass along that message. And then there's a knock at the door and it's Jesse. And he wants to show Truman his new car.
0: <laughs> Good for and she, Jesse,
1: And I just, I love that again, like, cause we've talked about this before about how, like, Life goes on, you mm-hmm. know. Like you, you are not the main character in a TV show. They are the the main characters in a TV show, and yet life goes on.
0: Yeah. Jesse, <laughs> can you show me tomorrow?
1: Yeah, <laughs> they're just so, so sweet. Truman is so sweet. I would
0: and- love to do a whole episode with you, just at the speed of Truman and Hawk. <laughs> Here, wait, I I think we're still going too fast. Here, let me slow it down
1: we've got to go fast there's too much there's too much all right gordon's hand is shaking and like, a cat like
0: on a tin tin roof yeah, something roof
1: albert's like maybe we shouldn't have coffee <laughs> and gordon's like yes we're definitely having coffee <laughs> um they want to look at those coordinates um so they bring up that photo and um
0: apparently highlight, it, highlight the coordinates for me got
1: it it's I a know. like a town north of them and while they're looking at the coordinates diane is also peeking and you can tell she's like noting what she's seeing because her mouth is moving along like she she's yeah. like holding the coordinates real obvious diane. i
0: will remember this later Albert- <laughs> she said
1: Albert, 100% clocks are doing this, by the way. Um, Diane really wants to smoke. <laughs> Albert says, it's bad for you. Then he's like, I know, I know. F you, Albert. <laughs> She's like, yeah, F you, Albert. Um, and then Tammy and Detective Dave Mackley come in with these um, trays of donuts and coffee uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and gordon says ah the policeman's dream
0: <laughs> it's so sweet uh, and, and like the scene continues like you think it's done but it just kind of no, keeps going it's not,
1: because then diane asks the asked mackley if she can smoke and he's like eh, smoke them if you got them you know mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um he says you can't smoke in here and she goes do you know how good the cigarette would taste with this cup of coffee and he goes, smoke him if you got him. I think she learned a little bit about uh, what is it? The honey catches more flies and saying FUs. I think that's yeah. the old saying. Yeah. Cause she could, okay. I thought she was going to say F, FU, but she said, please. And he said, Diane, okay.
1: Diane does have a good point. Um, I uh, am no longer a smoker, but uh, back in my younger days, I did enjoy. A cigarette with a cup of coffee at a, at a diner does
0: there. it does it make it better like it, it does
1: yeah you um, know
0: when i discovered it is a really good pairing what's that uh tea specifically earl gray you get earl gray tea and okay. pringles pringle chips
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i'm, I'm not looking at you laughing i'm not even doing a bit i'm being deadly serious right now sister nice. you're good love- next time try it try it somehow they pair it. super well together yeah
1: hey Fat Story Friday tangent. You know, uh-huh. what's really good. Tell me. All right. You go to, well, I'm just going to set this
0: down. You go to yeah, Chick This is important. A. This is important. What, what happened to wait? We got to go fast. <laughs> we got to go fast. Wait. Okay. I got to talk to you about what I ate the other day. <laughs> Let me impart this upon you. Okay. You go
1: to Chick fil A. Uh
0: huh.
1: All right. You're going to order uh, Order waffle fries, uh-huh. an order of chicken nuggets, two orders of macaroni and cheese an order of a chicken sandwich uh-huh. and then i also want you to get all of the dipping sauces
0: okay can you that name that you them?
1: love okay well i'll just name my favorites i uh-huh. like a ranch their their ranch is good their barbecue and their honey mustard is good mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. now here's what you're gonna do tell me all right you take You do know i
0: can't do any of this right because i'm vegan
1: oh yeah you but can't. you
0: can still tell the listeners that's fine i'm gonna pretend i'm gonna pretend all right okay no, i'm so- not. I'm not, I'm not insulted. I just want to let you gonna know I'm make, not
1: going to do it. <laughs> get a waffle fry, You sit. your waffle fry, and then you put, you're going to put your, uh-huh. you're going to put a chicken nugget on top. On the then waffle you're going to put a little spoonful of that mac and cheese on top. <laughs> then you're going to put another waffle fry on top of that. You're going to make yourself a little sandwich. All right. Uh-huh. And then you're going to dip it into your, to your dipping sauce of your choice. I like a ranch. Uh-huh. And then you're going to eat that sucker. Mm. That's so good. And then so Wait, what do you enjoy, do with the sandwich? Enjoy. Wait, I'm getting there. All right. So enjoy that. That's your appetizer.
0: We're only in phase one.
1: <laughs> okay? That's phase one. Okay. Enjoy that. That's your appetizer. All right. Phase two. What you're going to do? You're going to get your chicken sandwich. Take out the bun. Okay. Set the bun and the pickle aside. All right. You get your patty. You put it back into the bag that it comes in. Okay. The, patty. the chicken? Yeah, the chicken patty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay drop it back into the bag. Now, now you get whatever sauces you really like. All right. I, I like a barbecue and a honey mustard. You dump them into the bag and then you, you roll it up and you shake shake it. All right. So now you are infusing the chicken patty with the sauces. Okay. Now you take it out, you put it back onto the bun, that second mac and cheese you got.
0: You're oh, I forgot there were two. Sucker, ma- I forgot there were two mac and cheeses.
1: Yeah, you're going to stick that sucker on top of your patty, and now you've made a sandwich with you get
0: your pickles back on, right?
1: You put your pickles and your bun back on now. Now you have a sandwich with a a, a, a oh, flavor infused chicken patty and mac and cheese. And then you eat that. Okay, now for dessert, <laughs> you're going to go back up there, uh-huh. and you are going to ask for a frosted soda. What is a frosted soda? You may be asking, well, Uh Chick-fil-A has a thing called ice dream and Uh you don't just have to eat it as like an ice cream or a milkshake. They can actually mix it with a soda Mm -hmm.
0: and you can Mm -hmm. have a
1: frosted soda. This is a secret menu item. And I recommend the cherry cola. And that that's all I have to say about all of that. You're welcome.
0: Do you real quick? Do you have anything more to say about that meal? I feel like I feel like you're leaving details out it wasn't that thorough at all actually I thought it would uh i thought there would be more thank to me it me
1: later come back and email me what you thought of that meal yeah
0: if you've enjoyed this particular what's this meal called is there a name uh no the gold is it the the um the tests or i don't know
1: <laughs> also, I, I, it's just it's just good I would
0: love it if chick fil a was a sponsor. <laughs> the end of that story right there you know actually no oh, i would hate us. it i would hate it
1: oh no <laughs> oh no or as my my nephews call it chick-a-lay
0: chick chick-a-lay <laughs> um i haven't been to chick-fil-a in a long time i used to take freya to go in the uh in the kids play area and get her some nuggets so yeah.
1: all right returning to the episode yeah tess we
0: don't have time there's too many things in this episode we don't have time to be talking about our meals right now <laughs> hurry it up
1: they um they haven't found Briggs's head yet
0: so here's uh, how you make a really good dressing so let me, <laughs> let me explain this to you I discovered this recently this is a good vegan dressing if we got yeah, any there are
1: good no witnesses there are no witnesses to Bill's death there were no shots by
0: <laughs> excuse me ma'am so you get about two tablespoons of olive oil you put it in a container because this is going to be for your salad to go you do two tablespoons of olive oil And then what you're going to do is about two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. And you're like, that's a lot of vinegar. Oh, it's going to make it tangy. Don't worry about it. Take a few drops of lemon juice. Then you take your salt. Look at you. Look at you. Knock it off. You take your salt. I prefer pink Himalayan salt. Ooh, it's very nice.
1: It's so fancy. It's so
0: fancy. Thank you. You crunch it up over there, crunch it into the thing. So you got your olive oil, got your lemon juice. You got your cider vinegar. Get a little bit of mustard, squeeze that in there. And here's the trick. You get nutritional yeast. You need some, that nutri. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, mm-hmm. if there's any vegans listening, they know what's up. You get that V and you get that nutritional yeast. You pour that in there. It's going to be a thickening agent. Mix it up. Put it on your salad.
1: Is yeast, isn't that a live culture?
0: Oh God. I don't know what to tell you.
1: Anyway, so um, they couldn't find uh, Briggs's head and there were no witnesses. I need
0: Bill. to start Googling. Oh, shit. No <laughs> death.
1: Um, there were no shots fired. Of course, there were no shots fired. Uh, Bill obviously didn't die of a shotgun wound. Um, I'm so- Googling
0: frantically right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're blowing my mind, sister.
1: Jordan and Albert uh, report that they saw what looks like a homeless man, um, which was... Uh, that woodsman that was kind of popping in and out of existence and diane uh confesses that she thought that she saw that man get out of the car and tammy didn't see him at all and uh uh, when gordon describes what he saw he says dirty bearded men in a room (laughs) which i thought was like a cool like name for a punk rock band. <laughs>
0: it's really cool dirty bearded men in a room. It's kind of cool because um it's like there, there's a part of the show where like I think a part of me it, like I'm still trying to f- figure it out, right? But a part mm-hmm. of me is just kind of resign myself to like I don't think the point is to figure it out, but it's cool that the characters are still like like <laughs> like the, like the woodsmen. like they're still popping up. We have characters questioning them. Like it feels like oh, <laughs> maybe they'll figure it out you know but it's um it's interesting you know uh
1: we got battling bud bushnell mullins at lucky seven insurance he wants to speak to dougie he he does a few desk push-ups he's staying in shape um phil
0: very impressive
1: Phil lures Duper in with the coffee, which is so cute. Um, We do uh, catch a glimpse, I don't know if you did, of Tony kind of lurking outside the office. But uh, basically, Bud summarizes that Duper's, quote, investigative work, unquote, uh, has led to several discoveries about criminal wrongdoings within their firm, but Mm. The Mitchum brothers who are two alleged gangsters are not involved in these wrongdoings and their claim was an accident, not arson. And so um, the Mitchums and the Mitchums have requested a sit down with Dougie and, and Mullins feels real comfortable sending Dougie to this because He's going to deliver a $30 million payout.
0: Good news, um, right?
1: Which is going to be fine for the company because he doubled down on the claim. Yeah. So everything is coming up roses for for this situation.
0: So um, nutritional yeast is a deactivated yeast, which means yeast cells are not alive during the processing and are inactive in the final product. So I don't exactly know what that means. What?
1: Still vegan. Yeah,
0: he's like scared the heck out of me. Nutritional sorry. I just like (laughs) you did. because it like blew my mind. I mean because it's like one of those things that like it's one of those, like, hey, you became vegan. Let me tell you the secret. It's nutritional yeast. Put it in everything. And I would have been like, what the hell's going on? Does this You know mean? what?
1: You know, I mean, you know what you're doing, sir. You shouldn't have questioned yourself. What do I know? I'm sitting here talking about I, I had a chicky nuggets and I had and a and moment
0: the other day. Speaking cheese. of speaking, no, that was that was very smart. Um, speaking of questioning yourself I had a moment where the other day I was cleaning up our staff area like our um storage like just a bunch of stuff that needs to be replaced or thrown away like just old like supplies for programs that we didn't do and I found a box of moss it's a big box think of like a mailbox but bigger full of moss like green moss right and I had a moment where I was like
1: not like fake moss
0: well this is the question because I was like it's a box of moss and it's green Shouldn't it have turned like yellow and brown? Like moss is a living thing, right? And then I was like, what is going on? So I put my face in this moss and there's clumps of dirt on it. I was like, so it's gotta be real moss. And I'm smelling it. It smells like earthy moss. And I put it up to my face. I'm looking, I'm staring at this moss and my friend Lindsay's looking at me like I'm a maniac. And I'm looking at this moss. I was like, I can't tell if this is real or fake moss, Lindsay. And I take it. And I pull it apart and I look at the two pieces of my hands. I said, I can't tell if these are threads from fake moss or long green bits of fiber from real moss. And to this day, I never found out. So okay. anyway, all that to say is I doubted myself.
1: So I uh, had two questions. Yes. First of all, what did you do with the moss?
0: Is that the first one?
1: Yeah, that's my first question. What did you decide to do with it? So
0: we we put it back in the box and we were like, we're going to do a program with this. So we did. It's going to be a program coming up next month called Moss Face Art. Oh, okay. (laughs) You you know, you know, the woolly, you know, woolly, willy.
1: Yeah, I remember. Yeah, where that.
0: you can't—it's the guy's face, and you take the magnet and you put it, give him eyebrows. We're gonna do that, but just with celebrities' faces and moss. You just oh, glue fun!
1: Them I like that idea. Yeah,
0: I remember when I did that thing. I Was like, what can we do with this? And I was like, uh, can we make uh, like big beards with moss? And that's how we got you know, to. So-
1: you know what would be funny? Um, you know how at the library we have like three hundred James Patterson books with his face <laughs> on the I've back. Heard, of I've
0: the I've, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. Do all the beards to him. Yeah. <laughs> James Patterson. I think
1: and make
0: it he is that guy like has got costumes. it he's got it figured out right you know
1: <laughs> he writes like a new book every three minutes
0: yeah, yeah. Um, he just wrote one just now what's yeah. your second question
1: <laughs> my second question was why was the box there to begin with
0: we don't know it, oh, okay. it predates anyone's existence um Should
1: i highlight it
0: <laughs> <laughs> no my guess is probably some kind of terrarium or or mini figure thing under a dome type thing um certainly not for something as fun as 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 giving people ridiculous eyebrows and beards <laughs> with moss um put, put one on a on a on a um harry styles maybe
1: i like it
0: yeah do you know like, how i learned who harry styles is how i can't tell you i'm sorry it's a secret
1: <laughs> just imagine just how you're <laughs> right
0: now imagine 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 <laughs> Imagine how I learned about Harry Styles. It was it's like it was, that, it was but even crazier even... than that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we gotta we gotta keep going, Tessa. Keep going. All
1: right. So the Mitchums are sending a car to pick up Dougie mm. at five thirty. Um, and then I love the scene of Rodney and Bradley Mitchum having breakfast at 2 30 p.m <laughs> which of course they would they run a casino like you would you would wake like what up what does
0: time mean for them yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you
1: would wake up late like that just makes sense um, they're eating their raisin bran it's so cute um, and Bradley apparently dreamt all night about killing Dougie. Uh, he just can't wait. <laughs> he is
0: so upset. Like, he can't even eat his food. He's like, I can't eat this. I can't eat
1: um, this. Now, as uh Bud is escorting Dougie down to uh hit the car that's waiting for him, Duper sees a vision of Mike. Mm. Um, like he sees him in the red room, but in reality, it's leading him into this like little diner and then our or coffee shop or like cafeteria, a little area. And then when he comes out of the building, he is carrying a cardboard box. And uh Mullins kind of says, Oh, do you have the check? Because apparently they have just cut a check to the Mitchums for $30 million. And um, and the the limo driver reports that they're going mm-hmm. to Fantino's. And um, by the way, it's the same limo driver that drove him home after he won all of the jackpots. Yeah. Which I thought was cute. Um, and then it, this is followed by uh, another scene that I just love, which is like this like cute Las Vegas montage of mm-hmm. like, <laughs> they're just driving down Las Vegas Boulevard. Uh, Sean Colvin's cover of Viva Las Vegas is playing... Um, and then they drive into the desert and Bradley is is cranky now he seems Mm -hmm. to be having second thoughts it's been a few hours and he's like well he did get rid of Ike the spike for us and and um uh he's like now in the dream that I had rodney your cut was healed the cut that candy gave you and so they pull off the band-aid and they see indeed it has healed Mm -hmm. just as the dream foretold and of course we know that dreams are very significant in the the tpu the Mm -hmm. twin Peaks cinematic universe toilet
0: paper universe
1: yeah (laughs) um and there's more to the dream but he can't remember right now
0: Mm -hmm. that's how dreams work sometimes though right you know
1: well i mean you remember coop the killer was revealed to him in a dream laura's killer and but he couldn't remember who it was Mm -hmm. um so al the limo, limo driver delivers duper and then um rodney is about to like dismiss him but then bradley notices the box and he's like wait this was also in my dream and if what I think is in that box is in that box, then it means that he is not our enemy and we can't kill him. Mm-hmm. And so he whispers to Rodney what's in the box.
0: Very good scene, like where it's kind of like love we don't this know.
1: Scene. By the way, this is like my second favorite what's in the box scene that takes place in a desert. Um, I can and- guess your first one. <laughs> you probably can. Mm-hmm. And so um, Rodney pulls out his gun and he's like, is there a cherry pie in that box? <laughs> and it is. Which means that it is what was in yeah. the dream. And then and, they find the check. And then they frisk him and they yeah. find the envelope with the He check.
0: doesn't even have a wallet.
1: <laughs> and Bradley, how?
0: He's very excited. Yeah.
1: And they, they love him. They're so happy. They go to the restaurant. They're it's, celebrating. Real
0: quick, it's a really big box for one pie, right? Like it's, it's not, not a, pi- a big box. it's not a pie right. box. Like you could fit several pies in that box.
1: You could. Like it's yeah. deep. Yeah, maybe that was just the only box they had at the at the little coffee shop. I don't know. Can you highlight?
0: Um, I know I missed my opportunity. Uh, Mike what? beckoning what? him towards the cafe.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, yes, I I, I almost I almost missed it. Thank you, I appreciate it.
1: You got it.
0: You and got then- it, dude.
1: Got it, D. I'm bringing it back. They're at a restaurant. They're celebrating. They're toasting to Dougie. And there's a pianist playing some music. And he kind of suddenly breaks into a very, like, melancholy tune. Mm -hmm. Like, he's playing kind of this, like, upbeat, sort of, like, Italian-sounding music. And then there's this, like, very, like melancholy song and it sends Jupiter into like a reverie. And then we see a woman arrive at the restaurant and she's like, Oh my God, it's Mr. Jackpot! I've been wanting to thank you. And I'm so glad that I've run into you because I got my whole life together because of you. My, this is my son. He's back in my life now. I've got a cute little dog. I've got a house And it's all because of you and how special you are and how you helped me. And it's this really like very wholesome, really sweet scene. And, and then the girls arrive (laughs) and and the Mitchens are like, where were you? And Candy's like, there was so much traffic on the strip. And they're like, okay, well, now that you're here, we can all eat pie. And so they bring out the pie. It's been sliced it's a damn good slice of pie, by this the way. Damn good.
0: Damn good. In
1: fact, in fact, they tell Candy to give another piece to their friend Dougie Jones. And then the episode ends um again with this uh this piano uh composition, which um I had a moment when the pianist was like playing that I thought is that Angelo Badalamente who is the composer of all the original Twin Peaks music it's not him he's he didn't do a cameo but that is his composition it's a composition called Heartbreaking um, that he wrote for Twin Peaks The Return and actually the um, the uh, pianist playing it on the tv show is Robert Smokey Mills who um, is uh, actually uh, most known for playing the accordion. Um, I just wanted to throw that in there because I was like, is it? It's not, but it kind of is. Um, and uh, that is the end of the episode.
0: That was really good. Oh,
1: was... Yeah, it was really good. What a journey. What a journey we just went on. Should we, should we discuss... The many mysteries within.
0: Oh, I think we should discuss the many mysteries within. Um, Tess, if I haven't told you in a while, excellent note-taking, excellent um, um reading of the of the Twin Peaks minutes. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, our first highlight is that portal that yeah. they discover um, that uh, Gordon looks into and what he sees there.
0: Yeah so this isn't just remind me this isn't the same trailer park that Carl works at this is an entirely different trailer park, right
1: it's An entirely different state.
0: Yeah yeah, it's yeah. entirely different. But we know that from Fire Walk with me like somehow um, what was his name? It wasn't Chet was it what was his name?
1: There was a chat, Yeah, Yeah,
0: like he got lost or something. And there was oh, electricity. Yeah, and that was a different trailer park. But it's interesting because it's not the same trailer park. So somehow trailer parks are tied to portals slash doorways slash little tears in the fabric of reality. Um, I think this kind of portal thing is related to whatever was happening. You looking it up?
1: Well, I just wanted to look up, um, yeah, Chester, Chet Desmond is the that character you're referring to. And he got
0: missing, right? He got missing. Yeah, and
1: we don't know what what became yeah. of him.
0: Last time we saw him, he was li- looking at some um, um, power cables buzzing or something, right?
1: That's true. And there yeah. were power cables buzzing when mm-hmm. uh, Gordon was mm-hmm. looking up.
0: Yeah, so I think electricity is somehow like this thing that passes between all these dimensions. Like it passes through our dimension and passes through the twin peaks dimension. It passes through that dimension where the giant lives. It passes through the dimension where that woman who just makes all noises lives. And yeah, I think somehow it passes between them and this electricity is also the fire and, and all that fun stuff. Um, but I think that portal is somehow related to going to that other area. And now I think that, that building with all the woodsmen in it is, is possibly the black lodge. Um, It definitely kind of looks like the same kind of place, like could be in the same building as that one room we saw in Firewalk Mm -hmm. with me, you know, so it could be a part of it. I don't know. But anyway, that's what I think that is very cool effect of that portal in the sky. Um, Yeah. I I thought
1: the, I thought the um, effect for Bill's, crushed in face was pretty good too
0: i enjoyed that too yeah Yeah, i uh, like a good crushed in face um (laughs) yeah uh
1: the next thing that i highlighted was um shelly uh and my kind of criticism of her that she's she seems to be acting like someone who hasn't had the life experiences that I would expect her to have at this point in her life
0: lately so no not necessarily you saying that but more like that whole scene with with Shelly but I was thinking uh, oh lately. right
1: like how she she runs out and then yeah doesn't lately like, I've
0: been novels. thinking a lot about like what is David Lynch trying to tell us not like what is the show about because it could be about anything but like you know if you look at an abstract painting And you can't be like, well, I think that blob looks like a car. So, oh, it's a car. You know, to everyone else, it looks different. And I think somehow, I think David Lynch is trying to tell us something about the relationships between men and women, especially that last episode. Didn't look that good. And this one still doesn't look that good because we know Shelly has been with Leo. She married this guy. Um, Not a great guy. She'd Mm -hmm. been with Bobby. It seems better now. Not great back in the day. Um, and we know he's she's with red and we know red's not a good guy right Mm -hmm. and then we know her daughter is also not with a good guy so Mm -hmm. uh, i don't know what david lynch is trying to tell me but all i know is that this scene very sad (laughs) like you just
1: also you're like trapped
0: in this cycle also
1: watching over this scene is norma who was also trapped in a bad relationship of
0: which we have not seen big ed yet have we
1: we have not we've we've we got heard reference tell that him. his gas farm is still uh still in operation but but- we
0: don't know that means he's still alive like it just be it could always be called big ed's gas farm That's you know true. and now there's a little ed who runs it you know <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe little ed or bigger ed bigger ed um so anyway i don't really have a, anything other than like he's trying to tell us something about our choices you know mm. and maybe too it's like almost like um Like she's with red and she's kissing on him. And if we're in the scene with them, they look like two happy people, but he frames it so that we're looking at it at least part, partly through the window from the Mm -hmm. perspective of, of Bobby and their daughter. And it's almost like, it's like, it's maybe he's trying to say like, you can see what something is from not being in it, from being separate from it, which is a very kind of meditative thing, right? Like removing yourself from the situation. She looks like she's terribly happy, but if you pull back just a little bit and it's not even like Bobby, it's not even like they're like, oh God, like they could have easily been like, oh, do, can you believe what mom's doing? Yeah, I know. They're not, they're just kind of watching it, you know? Yeah. And you would think that, um, what's your daughter's name again? Becky. Becky, you think Becky would watch that and be like, oh, me and maybe that's what it's like with me and my husband but you know i don't think they know what red's up to red's not a good guy you know so Mm -hmm. anyway those are my meandering thoughts about that
1: what did you think of the kid who shot the gun
0: okay so this is another thing i think this scene i think did i have you highlight the woman too or just the kid
1: you had me, yeah, you had me highlight. Um, well, I, I highlighted the girl being sick in the car. Oh, that's but good too. Kind of like that whole situation. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay. So the kid, I think when when Bobby looks at the kid, he's got a particular stance, like he's looking at him. And he's kind of like, yeah, I did it. But then he looks at the husband. The husband's standing the same exact way. And him and the son are actually wearing very similar clothes too, kind of like this kind of camo get up. And I think this is da- David Lynch trying to tell us like how like, we can pass on, like, our bad mistakes to, like, our kids, you know, oh, because no. this is immediately following the scene um, with Shelby and Becky, right? Like, she makes mistakes, and now her daughter's doing the same thing, and now here's this guy who, not to be like, he makes a ton of mistakes, but, like, he clearly, he put a loaded gun yeah. in the car, and hey, you know, <sighs> don't do that.
1: And like the woman and the child is mm-hmm. kind of like the woman is acting like kind of toxic and then the child is almost like a physical yeah. manifestation of the toxicity with like yeah. the, the sickness and the yeah,
0: he's standing there yeah
1: wow that's I don't know funny.
0: and also like if we were to continue that further like just Becky's reaction to like Stephen cheating like she grabbed a gun and she was like you know like I don't know just this really interesting there's somewhere there's a story David Lynch is trying to tell us of how we how we hurt people that we love and how we hurt ourselves without really realizing it, you know? So.
1: But also in that scene, you do have like to I don't know, to maybe look on the bright side a little bit, you have Bobby, you know, you're like, no. <laughs> you have Bobby, who if we're if we're kind of following this like direction of like, parents influencing their children um Bobby got kind of the influence from from Garland yeah and he's kind of turned out okay and Coop
0: too I think Coop inspired Bobby as well I do oh I think I told you I think one of one of my theories is that he well I think he was inspired by Garland but I think Coop inspired him
1: that's exactly
0: right that's what I think yeah
1: oh I love that theory Mm -hmm. I
0: do too (laughs) a very smart man came up with it once
1: (laughs) um the symbol that hawk is like you don't ever want to know about that
0: here wait the sick kid
1: oh yeah you have more to say about that.
0: this woman is mad honk 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 i don't care if guns went off honk 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 i don't care if this police officers honk i'm gonna honk in your face i'm gonna yell at you officer and i got this kid sick theory that kid's not sick at all she's honking her horn for five minutes straight saying i need to get out of this thing she goes hey put these antacids in your mouth they're gonna (laughs) foam up and i need you to look like a crazy sick zombie as i yell at this man because he's gonna let me around this car i don't care what happens and i think that's exactly what happened
1: that's a pretty good theory i thank you i was starting to think like is there something like in like fundamentally wrong with this town. Like we've talked before in the past about like theories about is Twin Peaks built on a, a burial ground? Is it cursed somehow? Um, and uh, like just the fact that like n- everything seems to be going wrong tonight. Like the police station is mm. blowing up. The, um, the There's a big traffic jam. There's gunshots in the diner. Um yes.
0: I, I figured it out again. I figured it out. So you're right. Yeah. Remember how you're like, we've often talked about is there something fundamentally wrong with this town, right? Mm-hmm. And the original series took place almost exclusively in Twin Peaks. So right. anything that happened that was weird, we associate with the town Twin Peaks. The show is called Twin Peaks. Now this show, the return changes that because it, it takes place all over the place. We're in Vegas. We're here. We're there. And weird things are happening everywhere, Right. You know, the formless faceless female showed up in, where was that at? Was that Vegas? That was New York, New York. And, um, we got creepy stuff happening in Vegas. We got creepy stuff happening in the jail. We got stuff here. So very interesting. You said something is fundamentally wrong with twin peaks. I don't think that's true. I think there's something fundamentally wrong with their universe. And if we take that one step further, remember who I told you, who's the God of their universe.
1: David
0: Lynch. David Lynch. So I think if we take it one more step further, there's something fundamentally wrong with David Lynch, but he's also telling us that what is wrong with him is wrong with all of us. I think that's what he's saying. <laughs> Look at you. It's true.
1: Um, David Lynch,
0: if you're listening, <laughs> I know you can't tell me if I got it right, but wink.
1: <laughs> um The, the symbol...
0: This is what I hope. I don't okay. know if this is true, but this is what I hope. We we see the card from, from Booper and that's what he wants. That's what he wants. Because remember, he doesn't need anything, but he wants that. Such a such a great line. <laughs> and then we see the symbol again What on the thing from Garland, right? Right. And then we see the symbol here. And Hawk goes out of his way like that. You don't ever want to know what that is. Which only makes us
1: want to know even more
0: thank you (laughs) i hope from the bottom of my heart i don't know if this is true i hope we never find out what it is i hope it's a thing that he's like you want to know what it is and then the episode ends like i hope we (laughs) never know because i feel like that is like a little tease of like the cherry pie right like what's in the box we don't know a minute later we find out i feel Um, like this is the we're never gonna know
1: so um uh slight tangent i've been re-watching a lot of seinfeld lately Uh
0: uh-huh called the twin peaks yeah i i I believe seinfeld is like the twin peaks of the late 90s right
1: so like i never really thought about it before but i was Uh i've been watching episodes it's like the comedy version of twin peaks because you know like you said like when you're watching Twin Peaks, there's all these mysteries and, and some of them end up just like never being resolved. Um, and that's okay because that's, that's life, you know, and that's what, that's what Lynch is trying to tell us. And, um, (laughs) weirdly, like when you watch Seinfeld, like for a sitcom, (laughs) <laughs> like that's like 20 minutes an episode and it's supposed to be funny there's just a whole lot of stuff that just never gets resolved like they'll like like introduce a storyline where like kramer has a uh he burns himself with coffee and he gets a lawyer and like it just kind of goes nowhere and i just um i just have like a new appreciation for it kind of watching it through the lens as like a twin peaks like (laughs) a viewer like that's uh Seinfeld is like actually strangely Lynchian and I would recommend you just go back and watch a few episodes and see if you agree with me give me an email if you think I'm on to something um the coordinates I've highlighted the coordinates
0: I think they lead to someplace important okay Good it was, well, I think at the time I was thinking that they would be the same place where Garland Briggs is trying to lead them, but they're definitely not. You know?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so that's where I was at that. Unless they're connected somehow, you know.
1: Duper seeing Mike, the vision of Mike.
0: Yeah. I think. Oh, Go sorry. Ahead. We were pausing for your yawn. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Anyway, I think Mike somehow gave that dream to. <gasps> Mitch and uh, brother, because we know they can kind of communicate through dreams a little bit. Dreams yeah. are in that state between, like you know, alive and dead, and in these dreams. So I think Mike gave that dream, and then told him, "You better go get a pie." You know, this which makes so me wonder strange. how did he get the pie? Because unless someone said didn't have a wallet, <laughs> unless yeah, he didn't have a wallet. Unless he walked in there and someone was like, "Hey, you he want a pie?" A and he pie. goes, you "Want a pie? Do you have any money? Money? No <laughs> money." no money. Do you want a pie for free? Free? Do you need a box? Box? Here's a pie in your box. Pie in a box. Like that's That's how it would have to happen, right? For it to work. Maybe it did. I solved that mystery. Anyway, I think he got the pie and he saved his life. So somehow Mike is looking after him too, which is very sweet. Mike's a very good guy. I like him. Yeah. Is this then- past or future? <laughs> the
1: only other highlight I have is Um, did you have a theory about why you don't remember Brett's glasses
0: (laughs) oh that's so stupid Um, (laughs) I think why don't I remember Brett's glasses Uh, (laughs) you know what I don't have a theory I'm sorry that's actually one of those mysteries that will never be solved actually never Never be solved Mm. I think
1: those are all our mysteries unless you have something else
0: Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. nope I mean, I guess the last mystery is, why did I have that box of moss? I have no clue. (laughs) Um, What do we got? Quotes?
1: Quotes. Quotable quotations.
0: I love this. Like
1: Carl Rod's flute.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Leo Wright. Thank you for playing the jazz flute for us. Um, that
1: whistle will summon a quotation. So, what's your quote of the episode, Leaf?
0: Um, my quote of the episode is um, nutritional yeast is a deactivation. Let me go back here. I've got it. I got it right here. Give me one second. Okay. Okay. Mine is right here. <clears throat> this is the man I told you about. I wanted to see you again. I've thought of you every day, what you did for me. You changed my life. This is my dear son, Denver. He's back in my life again. I have a little dog. I have a house. I have my life back again. How can I ever thank you? I hope you realize what a special person you are having dinning, dining with. He saved my life. Aww. I know I Super love that sweet. scene I that's, like that a lot too That's
1: such a wholesome scene Like at the just that The whole scene of them eating pie And they've Become friends now Of course they're friends because They you know Dougie gave them a check But <laughs> um, And and the girls Are there And by the way just shout out to that actress Who plays Candy I love her. Her name is Amy Shields and she's great. I just love her so much. But yeah, I love that. That's yeah. so sweet. It
0: sp- was super sweet.
1: And like imagine what it would be like for that lady, like to, to have your life changed and not be able to thank the person. Like that's so amazing that she just ran into him. Las Vegas is a magical town. It really is. Um
0: Even Las Vegas. Home-
1: i do love las vegas viva las vegas viva, um,
0: viva las vegas
1: i uh, my quote of the episode is um from the scene where uh they're dragging out the reveal of bill hastings crushed head like <laughs> <They> finally <laughs> they finally show it and gordon says he's dead
0: so funny i my quote of the episode i wanted it to be that woman yelling like all the things she said i just couldn't i couldn't write fast enough and i couldn't find it on the internet and i was just you know what i had to settle for a sweet scene which is fine
1: it was you know? too much but i really love gordon just announcing that he's dead it kind of reminded me of like in the old star trek
0: yeah. where
1: uh <laughs> where they were always announcing he's dead jim like
0: <laughs> he's dead jim and like oh i thought his bloated corpse looked perfectly normal actually but then again i'm not a doctor so
1: leaf who is your mvp of this episode
0: There it is. Who is my MVP of this episode? My MVP is Bobby Briggs. Bobby I know, I know. He was a real kind of hero today, you know. And he he could have easily like like yelled at his daughter. He could be like, "Becky, I'm gonna slap the s out of you and throw you into a river with a bag full of rags." But he didn't. Instead, he was like, "Hey, listen, this is bad. I could have arrested both you and your boyfriend. We got to have a nice conversation about it." Pew! Oh, there's bullets. Everyone, get down. You know. And he didn't even like chew out his wife slash ex-wife about being like whoa you just got up and smooched with this guy i know he's a known drug guy because i know all the drug stuff going on in this town and i don't like it very much but instead he was a cool dude bobby briggs
1: yeah i i agree wholeheartedly i love how like restrained but also caring Mm -hmm. he is um and say the
0: same thing about me (laughs) but then they also mention my strong hands too
1: And also, just how cool, calm, and collected he is under the incredible stress and pressure of that
0: chaotic
1: mm-hmm. scene with this child who shot a gun, and this woman, uh, blaring the horn, and the child vomiting and turning into a zombie before his eyes, and um, like just and that just especially that. Slow push on his face at the end, and he just is like, WTF. I did not think this was going to be my day today. And he's just, I feel like he's really like channeling like calm, positive energy. And I just really super appreciate that about him. Like, I feel like had I been in any of those situations, I would have been very close to blowing a gasket. I would, my anxiety would have been like on 11. Um and uh, so I just really appreciate him and absolutely MVP double thank MVP. Thank you,
0: Bobby. Thank you, yeah, Bobby. Thank You've come you, a long Bobby. way, buddy. You know who would have guessed if, like, watching the original series, we would have come to this point and be like, "Man, Bobby, what a good guy!" Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think like the only time I appreciated Bobby in the original series, uh, the scene uh, or the episode with Laura's funeral, mm. um. Bobby kind of throws a tantrum in that episode, uh, but like the the, kind of like the feeling that he has behind it of like, oh, we're all putting on this charade and I'm not going to be part of it. Like, I'm going to feel my feelings. I'm not going to like pretend that everything's okay. I'm going to turn it upside down. And I was like, you know what? I actually, I appreciate that honesty and the realness, the authenticity of Bobby in that moment. uh and that's basically the only time i ever liked him
0: <laughs> in the original series were there any moments where i like bobby Let's think
1: yeah this. i guess that i guess a uh, runner-up would be the scene where he has um kind of heart to heart with his father and his oh, father yeah. tells him about that dream that he has and bobby That's more
0: garland though right
1: yeah i was about to say bobby starts to cry in the scene um but it, i feel like i appreciate more garland in the moment than than bobby mm. Yeah. But I like him a lot in the return.
0: I do too. Yeah.
1: How many fish in a percolator would you give this episode?
0: Fellas, don't drink that coffee. You'd never guess. There was a fish in the percolator. Four out of five fish. I I also
1: I also give it four out of five fish this was a very action-packed episode yeah. um but it's also filled with like memorable moments mm-hmm. and there was some cozy in there there was some creepy in there also there were some characters.
0: plot progression like things kind of move forward like oh yeah going to locations and and some of our characters saw the woodsman you know uh, speaking of which we haven't seen ray in a while right ray's not dead did he die you're trying to think, like, what have we seen already? Look at your face. I don't think we've seen him die. Um, but anyway, I was just thinking of people we've seen that have seen p- characters mm-hmm. who have seen the woodsman, and I think Ray is the only one that oh, we that's know. That's right.
1: Yes, yeah. you're right. Remember, the he was like, Remember, him. they're all like
0: patting his belly, and...
1: right. Last we saw him, he had seen something, mm. um, that he could not comprehend. And you're right. I don't. We don't know what end he came to as of yet man what an episode
0: i know i gotta tell you this whole week for me has been really kind of a (laughs) a, a, using a lot of my emotional bandwidth just to friends uh tess sent me a bunch of texts to see let me read these so we were supposed to record much earlier and i completely forgot and tess is like real uh, real
1: quick some context to these texts because i might sound like a crazy person but no never the context is that earlier in the week,
0: here I, I can. Said, oh, okay, you go.
1: I said, "What you know, like, what day do you want to get together?" And you were like, "How about Wednesday? Wednesday will be our special day." And I was like, "Oh, we have a special day. That's fun." Is that what and I
0: then, said? That doesn't sound like me.
1: Yeah, you did say that, and then <sighs> and then earlier just today, I said, "Hey, are we still on for six And you said, "Yes." And then six thirty came around, and I didn't see you.
0: And then yeah, six thirty came around. So then at six thirty nine, you say, "Hey man, are you running late?" And then at six forty five, we're now fifteen minutes late. You go, "Do you need to reschedule?" And then at seven ten, you go, "Hey man, I hope you're okay. Let me know when you want to record next, or if there's anything you need." And you called me too. Did you leave a voicemail? I did. I haven't listened to it yet. Here, test. Do you know what I'm about oh, to do? Yeah, yeah sure okay yeah, let's do this <laughs> give me one second please
1: enter
0: your password can you and hear it press pound. yeah let's listen to this, <laughs> you have one, this is so stupid message. you have five safe voice messages okay
1: listen to your let's listen to voice, voice message hey leaf brother it's Tess. um uh, we're so to record at 6 30 and it's 6 50. So I was just checking in on you to see how you're doing if you need to reschedule or anything. I hope you're okay. Um I guess just call me or text me or whatever. Uh if you want to record or if you need to reschedule. Um talk to you later, hopefully. Bye. <laughs>
0: you are. I'm so different. sorry. That's that okay. I led you to it's only
1: because,
0: that I was dead. We,
1: I feel like I'd confirmed with you more than once. And then I was <laughs> like, uh-oh, maybe there's an emergency occurring. I was and just, he needs support and assistance.
0: <laughs> it's just, I've been, I just, this week's just been not a bad week, just real... It's been a week, you know, I, I came home and I was barely there. You know what I mean?
1: Well, tomorrow is a holiday, so maybe you can rest and recuperate and oh, relax a
0: little bit. Speaking of resting and recuperating, if you've ever liked to make us feel restful and recuperated, <laughs> feel free to give us a rating. I think we always forget to ask this and maybe we should do it at the beginning. I don't know. Uh, if you've enjoyed yourself, please give this podcast a rating of any stars. Five is a nice number and give us a Review filled with words that are nice, like um, handsome and beautiful and charming and uh, intelligent, smart, Smart. um, strong, um, (laughs) cool, calm, collected. Um, what's what's some other words you want to use to describe Garland
1: Briggs? Esque,
0: Garland (laughs) Briggs, esque, (laughs) um, Bobby in this episode, esque, not (laughs) the previous heroic, yeah, heroic, um. And also, uh, we would love to hear your your thoughts on this show, Twin Peaks, and this show, Same Peaks, y'all. That email is at gmail.com, And that Twitter handle is at Same Team Y'all, our uh, mother podcast that is, our mother is sleeping right now. She's taking a nap. We're on a little sabbatical from our other podcast, which is called Same Team Y'all. If you've enjoyed this feel free to check that out. And um, I also got something really exciting cooking up that one day, if you've enjoyed, anyway, it's something very secret that you don't ever want to know about that.
1: Is it GNN? It
0: It is GNN. I've made some progress on it. Um, (laughs) It is so stupid. I am so, I am so excited. You should see this lore document that I've written for it. It is like so stupidly detailed. <laughs> thank you, you know right? Me. You should see what it, like I've written like a timeline and like <sighs> this, and, and there are like multiple characters beyond just, just the two hosts. It's like so stupid. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and um, uh, what's your name again? Yes. Tess. F-U, Tess. Also um you're a, also look at you honestly you're a you're a real you know what you're a real you're a real poop how you like okay i'm 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 stalling because i can't find the stop button give me a second you're real you're like a real you're a real poop there it is